We, uh, let's go to Philippians, Philippians chapter four. Now, some people don't like to talk about money because they have this idea that uh, money is not righteous. And they they quote a verse incorrectly, say um, money is the root of all evil. And uh, that's wrong. You're right. It's the love of money is the root of all evil. It's the foundation of it. Everything springs from that is what it means. But actually, the scriptures talk more about money than they do about heaven or getting saved. Well, why is that? Well, it must be harder to handle money for Christians than other things because Jesus gave us a lot of instruction and Paul just talked about it all the time. So it must be important. Say important. It must be important. The gifts of the Spirit are talked about much more than other people say they should get credit for, but they're in there all over. Just like tonight, I was praying in the Spirit. It says we pray out mysteries. Well, you can't pray out any mysteries unless you pray in the Spirit. <laughs> Don't make me work for this. I'll keep you longer than you wanted to. Chick-fil-A will close by the time I get through. Hallelujah. So, so we shouldn't apologize. We should be excited. Every Sunday morning, we talk about supply, not just money, about supply. Sometimes supply is not money. Somebody giving you something or helping you in some way that it's a supply. And the Lord wants to s supply us. Hallelujah. It says in chapter 4 of Philippians, it's, we talked about this Sunday, so there's a lot of scriptures that come up into this. But we're just going to pick up there in verse 19. I'm in the King James. Let's read it together. Ready, read. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Well, yay. My God shall. My God shall. So that means that God can use any way he wants to. He can use Uncle Jack, but if Uncle Jack, if he, if he bears down and doesn't want to part with anything for you, He'll just use somebody else. And we've talked about this before, how the Lord works in divine circles. He'll, anytime somebody says, Lord, I need this, I need a supply, and there's a person involved in that that's going to make that supply, he, he has the right of first refusal. He'll go to, if it's a wife, he'll go to the husband before he goes to Uncle Jack. Because that's divine order, isn't it? And then he just works out from that until finally he'll just talk to, He'll just talk to somebody that's got that and say, I need you to give it to her. And uh, there's blessing in it. Sometimes we don't want to give to people that we don't know. And that's really uh, a lower form of giving because uh, Jesus said in Luke chapter 6, he said, why do you give to those that you have hope of return? He said, even the sinners do that. Scratch my back and I'll scratch yours. So sometimes giving to people that we know, there's an inherent blessing or a, a reward, as it were, that uh, you remember, I gave you that money. I gave you that $100 back then, you know, so be nice to me. Whereas if you give it to a stranger and just walk away. Is that right? Well, there's, there's a lot more blessing to that. We talk about that taking offerings in church for a specific need. There is a blessing in that. There's a reward for that. But sometimes when the Holy Ghost, I said when the Holy Ghost just says, I need you to move right now, 
and do something. Give this to somebody or whatever he says. And there's, there's no cause. I've given away a bucket of $50 bills. And, you know, it surprised me and it surprised them. You know, I sent a check for $100 out of uh, River Church last week to somebody, a pastor that I barely know. I barely know him, but something is in the works. Well, if the Lord can't get you to move that $100, he's not, that doesn't mean that girl, that pastor is going to go without. It just means he'll move to somebody else. And you miss the blessing, the inherent multiple blessing that's going, uh, that's that, that just comes by moving, by hearing. I heard God. They didn't mean, and I don't know them. Or there's no need there. Or there's no big pull there. They're not, they're not doing without. They're not hungry. But I'm just going to go do it anyway. What will buffalo you sometimes is when you have uh, the Lord give it to somebody that's got more than you do. Ah, that, that'll mess with you a little bit. So let's say together, my seed is working. My seed is working. It's working. It's impossible. I'm going to run out of time if I keep going over this, but it's impossible. It cannot happen that your seed will not produce. The sun will fail to come up. The sun will fail to come up before your seed, my seed, our seed will fail to produce and bring back a harvest. It is, it's in the word. Heaven and earth will pass away, but Jesus said, my word will never pass away. So the Amplified says, and my God will liberally supply. Well, fill to the full is what the Amplified says. Your every need, your every need, all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. That's what the Bible says. Are y'all going to argue with the Bible? What do you and I know? The modern language version says, and my God will fully supply all your needs according to his abundant wealth. So glorious in Christ Jesus. Now we looked at it Sunday that the word wealth there, people will say that's spiritual blessings. And I don't know why they just don't want God to bless us. They're just against it. You know, they just don't want to say God makes you rich or God blesses you or God helps you. Why are they against that? Why don't they let God be good? I said, why don't they let God be good? Why don't we rejoice that Jesus is the healer? Why don't we rejoice that, that uh, he causes us to triumph over, over it in all things? So uh, his riches, it means prosperity. It means, it means American dollars or German Deutschmarks or uh, uh, rubles or, or francs or whatever people are doing out there. That's what it means. So we read that. He says, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So your need, he's going to supply it. Uh, the Passion Version says, my God will fully satisfy every need you have. Amen. I don't know how you'd say it. I don't know how you'd say it that you'd go, well, that, there's not many loopholes in that. Uh, my God will fully satisfy every need you have. That's pretty plain. That tells it. So let's look at what we looked at Sunday. What is every need that God has promised to supply? Because we would all say, if we just looked at the verse there in English and say, whoo, I've had a few needs that are still unsupplied. And I know my God shall, the word shall there would be a future tense. So it's still coming, but you know, what is this? Why is my 
need still burning or hurting or prevalent with this scripture. There seems to be a contradiction. But I want to tell you there's never a contradiction. I said there's never a contradiction. God's right. He wrote it, so we're going to trust him that he can back it up. So we know that the word need there, my God shall supply all my need. The word need there is pretty simple. It means necessity. We know that. It means lack. It means want. But then there's this word in there that we looked at Sunday. Supply all your need, your lack, your want. If you look back there in verse 16, it's the same word where it says, ye sent once and again unto my necessity. It's the same Greek word, necessity. But then he says this word after need, that's, that's, that is the linchpin. He says according. So that word according means there's conditions. It means there's a step to make. There's an action to take. There's a, there's a bar to, to raise to. There's something going on. He didn't just say because you're in the earth breathing. You'll never, you'll never have lack. Your account will always be full and you'll never run out. That's not what he's saying. He said according. And he said according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Well, that's kind of like the word. Uh, sometimes we talk about the kingdom of heaven and it talks about certain sins. It says people will not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Well, a kingdom of heaven is the same thing as the kingdom of God. And but people got got people that have had a divorce or an affair or or something that they've done in their life. And they say, well, the word says if you ever got drunk, you're going to hell because they'll not enter in the kingdom of heaven. But it means they're not going to enter into the benefits right here, right now at this time. You can't be a drunk. You can't be an adulterer and still enjoy the blessings because the wages of sin is death. And so death is working. Now you're going to heaven. You're just not going to be living a very wonderful, profitable and abundant life here. But we're going to heaven. And when we get over there, we'll say, doggone, I wish I'd have straightened up a little sooner. <laughs> so uh, the words according there is alluding to a supply that has a, uh, a distinct and, and a definite measure. Something is measured so that God, when we enter into it, he supplies all of our need. So I looked up a scripture, you know it, it's in 2 Corinthians 9, 8. And I'll just read the, the middle part of it. It says that he shall, that, well, I'm not going to read all of it. I'm going to look at it. 2 Corinthians 9, 8. We look at this all the time. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you. And then he says this, what does grace abounding towards you look like? What, that's, that's a spiritual word. That's some sort of a heavenly talk. All grace abound towards you. Translate that, Lord. Oh, okay, he did. He said that ye always having all sufficiency in all things. What for? That ye may abound to every good work. Read that with me at the last. That I may abound to every good work. Let's do it again. That I may abound to every good work. So his riches in glory, the according to there, is talking about abounding, he supplies all of our need so that we can abound to every good work. Well, a work is an assignment. A work is a, is a, a yoke on your life. It's a calling. It's an anointing. It's, a, it's, a, it's who you are. Just like our children are all different, even though the same parents, things get wobbly and some, some are 
some ways and some are the other way. <laughs> There's just, you know, some of them are marked hairs and some of them, you, they're, they're real gentle. And you go, how did this happen? How can you be brothers? Well, that's the way it is in the kingdom. We're all called to different things. I, you, I've, I've never been, I've never had unction from the Lord that he said, I've called you to the music ministry. <laughs> so I don't even bother with it. I don't get my feelings hurt. I just listen to y'all. But I do have these things and you have those things. So he said that you may abound to every good work. The Amplified says, so that you may always and under all circumstances. Wow. And whatever the need be self-sufficient, possessing enough to require no aid or support and furnished in abundance. Here it is for every good work and charitable donation. Wow. Now, the Lord's not just supplying us to live. He's supplying us to do kingdom business. I said he's got a specific funding project and he he finishes what he starts. He's not obligated to finish what he doesn't start. And that's why I have a little trail in my life of things that Michael started. And the Lord said, I'm not touching that. <laughs> and so I had to either save face and try to finish it and it blew up or just repent and say that that was mess. That was me. That was no good. Y'all are sure looking holy out there, but I, I know who you are and I know where you've come from. So we can say here, let's, what, what, you, what we're doing tonight is we're just framing our minds. It, we're not saying well, if you do this, it'll turn out this way. And if you do that, it'll turn out another way. We're just framing how we think so that when opportunity comes, when whatever comes, we know what to do. The Lord gives us principles. And so we know what to do. We get those principles in, then no matter what comes at us, no matter how it turns out, we know what to do. If someone wrongs us, we know what to do. How to forgive them. We, the, that's the way out. But he doesn't say if someone borrows money from you and they don't pay you back, well, go over to his house and knock three times. He just tells you what to do, doesn't he? So this is the same thing about money. So I, I guess we could say that my need, your need, our need is no less than his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So let's establish the limit. The limit is you can't have anything that's beyond his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I think we're good, don't you? Yes. <laughs> I think that'd be all right. And so uh, our need, what is our need? Well, even the world that doesn't know God doesn't want to know God. They're mostly eating every day, not well. They're mostly in shelters, not well, not good. Some of them not all the time. I've known homeless and, and, and uh, uh, abused and unfortunates and people that just fall into a time of their life where everything is great and all of a sudden it's not great and then God picks them up and takes them. We, we've all been there. I've been there. Have you been there? Hallelujah. <laughs> so it seems like God funds the assignment. He loves to fund his assignment. So if we get involved in his assignment, the calling, 
the work that he's put on each one of us, we each have a place. He'll fund it. Well, how will he fund it? According to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So if you want to so-called hit the big one, if you want to tap into where God's already tapped in, if you want to please God, just do what he made you to do. I knew it'd be simple, didn't you? We knew it wouldn't be complicated. Just do what's at hand to do. Well, a lot of churches, a lot of Christians, a lot of people, they just want to coast. They just want to get through this life. But they have an assignment, and if they don't do their assignment, either it goes undone or someone else has to do it. Everybody has an assignment. Say, I have, I have God's, assignment. God's assignment. You do. You do. You do. I tell little old ladies that say, I can't get out and do this, and I can hardly get to church, and this, that, and the other. I say, Mama, pray. Pray. That's it. You can do that. You can do that in the bed. You can do that on your couch. You can do that at the table. You can do that. You can, you can feed your cat and pray. And it's like, oh, I never thought of that. Well, that's why you're having trouble. You say, why? Oh, I'm so distressed. We, everything's not working out, and I just don't know what to do. Pray. Get in your assignment, and the supply will come. Should I pray about money? Not at all. Your assignment is to pray for your children. Sometimes I talk to them and they say, ah, my children are this and my children are that. Well, sure they are, because nobody's praying. Who's going to pray for your kids if you don't? Uh, you know the answer to that. So let's do this. Let's make a connection here. If my need, if my need is supplied by his riches and glory by Christ Jesus, my need, my assignment is funded, then my assignment is my need. He will supply all your need. Or you could say he will supply all your assignment. Well, does that mean I have to go to the salt mine? I just have to witness all day to get a meal? And, 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 and no, it just means that in your going, in your going, in your going, as you're living life, do your assignment. Christians ought to be getting people born again in the marketplace. Y'all say amen better. I've I got to move on here. When you go to children's church here at River Church, you're doing your assignment, and God's funding it. He's funding everything around it. He's not just funding you and say, well, you know, you're in there an hour and 15, so we're going to fund you an hour. No, God pays on his clock. He says, if you go in there and that's your assignment, I'll fund your whole life. And I'll fund your, your husband and your kids and your car. I'll fund everything. The word says, if you're faithful over a few things, he'll make you what? Ruler over many things. Well, faithful over a few things would be my assignment. Because I'm not doing somebody else's assignment. He's, he's not saying, go do, go do Pamela's assignment. Or go do Melissa's assignment. He's not saying, he said, do your assignment. Well, there's plenty there. And the more you do, the more you enter in, the more you see, but the more strength and, and time you have to do it. So we're increasing to inherit. Yes. We start out, we don't know how to do anything. We don't know, come on from Sikkim, up from down. So we don't know, but as we engage a little, 
and we master and we overcome and we, we deal with obstacles to what we're doing in the kingdom, it gets better and he starts opening doors. Can you imagine your life 25 years ago, what you were able to do compared to now? I hope you're saying it's, it's a big difference. I hope it's not the same. Amen. So uh, what am I looking for? For, me to, for God to supply all my need or supply my life, I'm looking for revelation. God, what is my assignment? Because everything depends on that. Y'all, we're not down here. People think that heaven's just everybody's just on a fluffy cloud floating around. We're not even that, that down here. We are assigned. The Lord has assigned you, and you're not going to get out of it. What, is it, what does it say? Uh, the gifts and the callings are without repentance. And the word repentance there means unchanging. So whatever he's hung on you to do, he's not changing his mind. Well, God, my mama and God, my husband and all that. He, no, there's a way. And that's where we use our faith. That's where we get in faith to do our assignment despite the obstacles, the limitations, the inconvenience. We just say, I got to do this. 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 This is my calling. And once you do, once you enter into prayer, I don't like to pray. I can't pray but three minutes. We've all been there. So you pray three minutes and say, got it. Nailed it. And next week, the Lord said, let's, let's go five. And you go, oh, Lord, three was all I could do. But come, come find out you can do five. It's just like working out. I read about working out. I know all about it. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can read about stuff. So waiting for an assignment, or I should say waiting for a supply without doing your assignment is just like the world. You just better get a job and you better save your money because you have nothing. Now, I'm just telling you, this is, this is what I believe the kingdom's teaching us, that if we sit there as Christians and say, yes, River Church is, a, we give, we give, and, I, and our church gives, and we gave, and, but you don't give, or you don't do whatever you can do here. Joey's been in the aisle for 57 years, <laughs> taking up offerings. <laughs> Nobody in here can remember when Joey wasn't in the aisle. And you go, well, you know, that's not much, joy, joy in the aisle. What is that? He's always here. We don't know what to do when Joy's not here. It's like, Zoe, Zoe, grab a bucket, girl. And <laughs> So that's what we're supposed to be. Now, I'm making a point here. Y'all have to dig a little bit. We're all called to do something, and we have to start where we are. You've got to take a step. Well, that wasn't anything significant. That wasn't anything. It's a step. And you can't go a second step until you've done the first one. So when we look for our assignment, Revelation, and we find it, and then there's a hundred things that says you can't do that. Why? You, you don't have a vehicle. You can't get to church. You, can't, you don't know anybody. All the excuses that come from everything that has ever been put on your life. So everything in our assignment requires faith. 
It's not just there. Well, if the Lord really wanted me to do that, it would just be there. It would just be easy. It would just open up and everybody would be glad I was doing it. That's not my experience. Everything about my life in my assignment, I've had to fight for. Not fight the devil, not fight people. Fight me to stay encouraged and to stay in faith and to outlast perseverance that outlasts persecution and, and, and no results, no evidence. You just keep on doing it. Well, I've been praying for my kids for three years and nothing's happened. Yes, it has. You ought to seen where they's going before you started praying. You ought to seen what this world looks like before you hooked on. So you can't say that's so. So my faith, your faith, will set the need. Let's say that. Uh, I mean, let me say that. Our faith will set the need. Once you get in faith, I'm going to do my assignment. I'm going to find out what God's called me to, no matter how little, insignificant, how nobody even notices or that it doesn't make any difference. I'm going to do what God's called me to do. You get in faith. Faith calleth things that be not, doesn't it? As though they were. So you get in faith about it and you start putting your hand to. The Bible says, whatever you put your hand to, he will prosper. So we put our hand to something. We put our hand to the plow. You go, what's this got to do with supply and money? It's everything. Because once you activate your assignment, that's where the riches and glory in Christ Jesus is. That's where the supply is. In other words, God's supplying his kingdom. And if we're not doing the kingdom, he's not supplying. That's a good way to say it. You go, well, I don't know what to do. Well, that's why we pray or we, we get willing. First of all, you just get willing to say, Lord, I'm looking. I don't really know what you want me to do. And that would be honest. You just say, God, I, I heard Kenneth Copeland say this one time. He said, if God's called you to be a prophet and you don't get saved, you'll be judged for what a prophet should have done. Wow, that's pretty stout. That seems pretty severe. But what that means is God's serious. I said he's serious. So we better get saved. We better get filled with the Holy Ghost. We better pray out the plan. We better quit being encumbered with this world and its assignments to try to get funded when there's no funding, there's no supply except doing his assignment. That's where the riches and glory by Christ Jesus are. So we shouldn't be chasing that. You ought to go to work. I'm, I'm for that going to work business. Part of our assignments at work. The Smiths say they're stomping out ignorance in Mississippi. That's a big assignment. Hallelujah. <laughs> but that's not their assignment. That's just what they do while they're in their assignment. People are everything. Now, y'all, I want to tell you, people are everything. There is nothing going on in this world. That's not people. It doesn't matter. You, you, you get yourself in a place where you don't need people, you're, you're not in a good place. People are everything. The kingdom works on relationship. It is everything. And so our assignments got, what, what would our assignment have in it? People. You're either praying for them or you're helping them or you're sowing into them. Or your people, you're loving on them. 
I, I have a record, as you do, of helping people that needed so much help, but nobody, they were in such a bad place, nobody wanted to help them. I have friends that are friends now, but they were at the bottom of the barrel. Actually, one of them was under the barrel. And I just said, this time, this is my assignment. This, I can do this. I'm not important. I'm not powerful. I'm not prominent. I'm not anything. So nobody will even notice when I go in there and help them and, and raise them up if I have the ability, and I did, and put them in a place. Well, it changed their life. I'm telling you right now, they're changed. They're, they're doing things that I don't dare do because of that. I sure don't take all the credit, but I will say that was my assignment to do my part. And you have an assignment to do your part. So God supplies according to the level of your faith. Well, I, does that mean my level of faith for prosperity? We're never taught to pray for money. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and everything, all these things shall be added unto you. Is that right? That's, that's the kingdom. And there's anything you can make to say something else, you have to violate Matthew 6, Seek ye first the kingdom. And that's what you do with your assignment. You seek first the kingdom, and you may not can take that over time. And you may, you may have to, you'll have to suffer some to get into your assignment. I, I, I promise you, Melissa has developed our children's church curriculum. There's a sacrifice to that. It's scary for me to think about that being my assignment. Help me, Lord. But Annette goes in there, and, and every first Sunday she's in there ministering to them. And Melissa and Lisa and, and Pamela. Did I miss anybody? Jonathan, excuse me. Uh, you're a guy. We don't, we don't count you. <laughs> but I'm saying we, we don't even regard it. We just get up on Sunday and say, all right, children, it's time to load up and go. We screen all the adults that are trying to get out too, and we put them back. But it, there's, a, there's a lot of study in that because we don't go back there and punt. Here at River Church, we don't punt. We don't come in here and say, good enough. There's this many people. We'll just throw something out there and they, they won't notice or we don't care if they don't notice. We come ready for 120 or 300 people every service. I'm telling you, that's who I am. That's what we have here. When we... When, when me and good girl leave for any reason, we put the best there is back in this pulpit. And so therefore, we have the best in this church in every arena. Barry Paul is the best there is. He does amazing and long and arduous things for River Church that nobody even knows, including me. Joy's up here. He's on the roof. He's fixing. He's everywhere. All over this house. People doing their assignment. And not everything's done to the church. Some things is an assignment that you have that's out in the marketplace or, or wherever. So we're not trying to say the church is the only thing. But do it. Don't pray for your money. Go out there and seek first the kingdom. And the money will come. I said it will come. It cannot fail. It will be there when you need it. So uh, uh, Dr. Cole always says money follows ministry. Seek first the kingdom and all these things. Money will follow the ministry. Money follows ministry. Say it with me. Money follows ministry. Well, then that we could go back to Philippians 4.19. It says, my God shall supply all of your need 
according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Your need is to find your assignment and get involved, get in faith about it, have revelation about it. There's so much more here. We're not going to go there. But this is wonderful because it's easy. The thing I love about the kingdom more than anything and the thing I hate about religion more than anything is that the religion makes it hard. They make it complicated. They make it just out of reach. Yeah, you were pretty good, but you weren't good enough. Yeah, you did that a long time ago and you've repented, but we remember. And they just condemn you. Y'all have been not around religion in a while, I can tell. But it's hard. It's hard to get absolution, to get forgiveness. But the word says, if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. How easy is that? I can do it by myself. I can do it going down the road. I can do it cooking supper. I, I can do it. I can fix me in a moment. It's easy. And it's easy to get funded. I want to tell y'all, big surprise, money's everywhere. Money's everywhere. Matter of fact, I'm going to read this one. We're going to go to it. I want y'all to go to, let's find me a scripture here. Psalm 37. No, 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 that's not it. Where is Proverbs? Oh, I didn't write it down. Where is that? I've got it in Sunday's notes. <laughs> oh, where is it? Proverbs 13. Let's turn to Proverbs 13. Oh, my goodness. You notice I had two pages and I never flipped it. Proverbs 13. Now I'm going to give you all, we talked about this Sunday, but let's, let's just nail it in. Because nothing's real until it's yours. Me preaching it and you hearing it doesn't make any transaction until it's yours. Until you can say, I will do it. The church right now is a group of professional sermon hearers. And in front of them is a professional sermon giver. And I just refuse to be one of those. It says in chapter 13, uh, verse 22. Let's read it together. Ready? Read. A good man leaveth an inheritance to his children's children, and the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. Now let me give you some good news that's simple. You don't have to figure out how these things shall be added to you. You don't have to figure out how shall supply all of my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. We don't have to figure it out. He's already said somebody's holding your reward. Now, how could he know that? Well, he's kind of been planning stuff since the foundation of the world. He's kind of been making your assignment before your grandmother was thinking about your mother and all that sort of thing. He goes way back. And he said, I'm going to have a supply there for those that do my assignment. And I'm going to stack it up. You, have you ever seen the sinner? Listen, you ever seen the sinner get blessed? You might have seen your neighbor next door. And they've got a boat and a cabin and a vacation home. And she's got a sporty little ring on, you know, that's this big. And, 
and, you're, and they don't go to church, they don't love God, they, they throw their beer cans over the fence into your yard and you go, what is this? They've got everything. The wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous. They are prospering for the kingdom of God. Now the trick is, the trick, and God has to do this trick, is how to get it out of their hands. But they're dumb as a rock. They'll make moves trying to hoard their money, protect their money, get more money, and they'll lose it all. And the righteous, it will come to them. Why, doesn't, why don't you and I see it? Because we're not expecting it. We're waiting for Uncle Jack to get tired and go to his heavenly home and be in the will. And that's just not how it works. You've got to pray for Uncle Jack. Uncle Jack, I want you to live long. Live long. Live long, because he's not your source. I like to read this again. The wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. The wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. Who's the just? Is the word true? Is the Bible true? Does it speak the truth? Or is this some fable or some... It's true. And it's God's system. So for all that's been taught about money, that the love of that money is the root of all evil, when it's that's not even true, we got to understand. I got this. I got this. All I have to do is do my assignment. All I have to do is find my assignment. All I have to do is get in faith about my assignment. I can do that. I can do all of that. It's not even hard. It's not out of my reach. It's not difficult. It's not fasting forty days. It's just like. Lord, what's my assignment? And he'll talk. He'll speak. He'll point. Somebody will come up and say, would you do this? And it'll seem so insignificant. When we read Ephesians 3.20, we know the extravagance and the generosity of God. You didn't think I was finished just because I closed my Bible, did you? <laughs> Let me just read that. I want to read it verbatim. I just want to brag on him. He is just so amazing. Now unto him, now unto him, the Lord Jesus, that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in me. Exceeding abundantly above. So it doesn't matter how the wealth of the wicked is stored up, the sinner is stored up for me, the righteous. It doesn't matter how he clicks that over and makes it flow. It's coming. The source is irrelevant. I said, take your eyes off of possibilities. It's irrelevant. I always thought the Lord, if, if we ever figured it out, he would change it. <laughs> he didn't want you to know how he was going to do it. Exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for supplying all of our need. Thank you, Lord Jesus, there's plenty. This world's got shortage and lack and need and not enough, but he supplies for us exceeding abundantly above. All sufficiency in all things that we may abound to every good work. I got to find me some good work. Here my sin me. We're bought with a price. We're not our own. What do I care? What do I care? I had somebody work in my yard one time and they were on by the hour. 
And so he started taking shortcuts and started doing this and, and doing a bad job. And I said, what are you doing, son? Well, I just thought I'd hurry up and get this. I said, well, that's not what I told you to do. He said, well, I just wanted to get it done because I don't like yard work. I said, well, what kind of work do you like? Well, not this. I said, I'm paying you by the hour. What difference does it make what you do? I want, if I'd had a pyramid, I'd had him put the rock on the top. <laughs> and then I'd go up and kick it over the other side and say, reload. I mean, it's just crazy. It's just crazy, but we're not. So, Father, we thank you this evening that we're convinced, we're persuaded, we're, we're, we're easily persuaded to believe that what the track we're already on is enough. There's no, there's nothing more required. There's nothing that you're saying, that's not enough. That's not enough to get what you're after, that what you need, it is enough, Lord. We're in our assignment right now. We're getting ready for something that we can't imagine if for a people that we've never seen and for a time we've never imagined. And Lord, we're ready. We're getting there. So thank you, Lord, for blessing River Church and everyone connected to us, Lord. We just thank you. We're supplied amply and fully. In Jesus' name, I've got it. Amen. I've got it. Amen. I've got it. Amen.